APM. This is Educate, a podcast from APM Reports about ideas and research on how we teach and learn. I'm Stephen Smith. Back in 2011, First Lady Michelle Obama gave a speech promoting a White House initiative to send American students to study in China. So studying abroad isn't just a fun way to spend a semester. It is quickly becoming the key to success in our global economy. Study abroad shouldn't just be for students from certain backgrounds. While the First Lady was talking about college students, some high schools are also trying to send low-income kids on trips around the world. It's part of a trend recognizing that many kids in poor communities miss out on enriching activities outside of school. APM Reports producer Ryan Katz brings us this story of one school district trying to do just that. I want to introduce you to a high school senior from Washington, D.C. I'm Janae Brookings. Last spring, Janae was an 11th grader at Dunbar Senior High School. At the time, she was living in a homeless shelter with her parents and sister. When you're in there, you're like, you feel so down, like you can't do anything, like you, you're not going to be able to do anything. But one day... My English teacher was like, hey, do you want to get a chance to go to Barcelona? And I was like, um, okay, yeah. Janae applied for a trip to Barcelona, run through D.C. public schools. She never thought she'd get to go. I'm in a homeless shelter, and I'm going on a study abroad trip. That's crazy. Janae was one of 380 kids D.C. Public Schools sent on an all-expense paid trip this past summer. 8th and 11th graders spent an average of 10 days on trips to Peru, France, China, Ecuador, and a few other countries. It's part of an effort to send all DCPS kids who want to go on a trip before they graduate for free to give them the same kinds of experiences wealthier kids get outside of school. What we underestimate is the degree to which what enhances and enriches children's ability to learn are these extra school experiences. Prudence Carter is the dean of the Graduate School of Education at the University of California at Berkeley. Carter says policymakers focus a lot on the differences in test scores between white students and students of color. But she says what causes those differences is more than just classes. It's opportunities outside of school, too. Opportunities like travel. When those children in D.C. go to Costa Rica or if they go to Paris or they go to London and they have an aha moment about something, something that totally reshifts their thinking about what's possible for them, that's a pivotal moment. In mid-June, students from around the city gathered at Dunbar High School for a send-off celebration. They're about to leave on their trips. There's world music, dancing. Janae Brookings is here exactly one week before she takes off for Barcelona. And as you might expect, she's starting to get a bit nervous. Um, I traveled to Baltimore, but I've never been on a plane and I'm so scared. At least Janae has a friend, a classmate named Ethan Philippe, going on the trip with her. He says his family couldn't afford to send him abroad either. Anything that's free is amazing. Exactly. I'm just, just thank you to the person who did this, who funded this. DCPS is covering airfare, meals, and lodging for students. It helps students get passports. It even paid some kids directly to go on trips. Many work during the summer to support their families and wouldn't be able to go otherwise. And all of that costs a lot. 
The district raised around $2 million in private donations through the D.C. Public Education Fund. But District Press Secretary Michelle Lerner says the travel program is worth it. D.C. Public Schools feels that we need to provide our students with a world-class education, and and seeing the world is pivotal to that mission. Many of these students have never left the D.C. metropolitan area, let alone the United States. Savion Gales is an 11th grader going to Peru. Me and my mom live together, and... I don't have a job, and she works by herself. She's self-employed, so it's not very easy to get money, and you never know where it's going to come from. Savion's mom, Yvette, is standing next to him. I couldn't afford to send him anywhere right now. I'm, like, (laughs) up to here in bills. She says Savion is already packed, his bag waiting at his bedroom door. He said, Mom, all I need is a solution for my contacts and deodorant, and I'm good. Yvette Gales has been to the Bahamas once, but other than that, she's never been out of the country. She's excited Savion is getting that chance. To travel and to have an experience outside of your home, it just broadens you. It just opens you up. Experts I talk to say the DCPS program is unique in just how far it goes to fund travel for low-income students. This was a huge endeavor to get this up just to get the trips going. Vicki Weeks is a consultant on global education in Seattle and has been organizing student travel abroad for 20 years. She says how the trips are organized is just as important as doing them in the first place. Group size is important. Weeks recommends 12 kids per group. Longer trips are better in her experience. And she usually tells organizers to visit more than just the standard tourist sites. Hit the markers, like go to the Eiffel Tower, go eat a croissant on the Champs-Élysées, go to the museums, yes. And when possible, have a homestay. Meet people who live there. Get off the beaten track a little bit. I think that's absolutely essential. You look so happy. Gio, Cameron, Lee, you're too slow. Hurry up. This is student Savion Gales in Lima, the capital of Peru. He and his tripmates are climbing up a long staircase along the coast. DCBS sent GoPro cameras along so students could document their trips. Savion gets to the top, and he starts asking the other students about the hike. How are the steps, Mr. Hill? Steps are challenging. I feel good. What do you think about the steps, man? But we're not going to buy anything anymore. They need an escalator. <laughs> they need an escalator. <laughs> After Lima, Savion and the others tour famous Peruvian sites like Cusco and Machu Picchu. Then they visit a school in the sacred valley of the Incas. The kids and their teachers sing a song in Spanish. It's an easy way to learn the Spanish words for various body parts. Then the American kids teach the Peruvian kids the hokey pokey. Savion noticed the poverty where those children went to school. The schoolhouse was made of mud, hay, and glass bottles. Just uh, seeing like how the schooling situation is over there, it's harder for some people to just go to school and understand it with them either being hungry, being tired, just not having clean clothes. And it just made me appreciate my education a little more, how, how, where we live a little more. Reflecting back, Savion says his grades are a lot better because of the trip. I interact with my teachers a lot more. I talk with my peers a little more. This year, he's more focused on school. Savion clearly still thinks about the trip a lot. He wears a necklace every day as a memento. 
So it's the Andean cross. It's something that like Incas and people in the Andes mountains would wear. Of course, it's hard to know whether it's the trip that's making Savion do better in school. Maybe he just got a little older and more mature. Here's Prudence Carter, the professor at UC Berkeley. You also have to ask the question, does a one-time trip do it all? I'm not sure. that it, I wouldn't hypothesize that the effect would be that great. Researchers still know very little about the lasting effects of programs like this one. Most studies have been limited to college study abroad experiences, but even the data there is minimal. That might change with the DCPS program. A researcher at George Washington University is tracking students who participated in the district's program. The idea is to measure its effect on student achievement, graduation rates, even college entrance and choice of career. Only a quarter of all D.C. 10th graders are proficient in English, while only 12 percent are proficient in geometry. Advocates like Weeks say even if traveling abroad doesn't turn out to raise those scores, its benefits are more intangible. How do you measure the value of education, period? You know, it's not just, oh, you got into college or you have this piece of paper, which means you can go get a job. But it's how were you shaped as a person? I've just seen it happen over and over again that people change their ideas about what's possible for them. One study on a very small scale found that how much students learned depended more on what they did after the trip than what they did on it. Only those who studied abroad again or found a job that somehow related to their trip cited a lasting impact. DCPS asked students to make a project about their trip. Savion made a PowerPoint on tattoos and piercings. A piercing of the body is one of the oldest practices in the world. But he has yet to show it to anybody. I wondered what Janae Brookings, the student who lived in a homeless shelter, did for her project after coming back from Barcelona. So I asked my colleague Emily Hanford to go talk to her. Testing, one, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. Okay, I'm walking into Dunbar High School in Washington, D.C. to see Janae to talk to her about her trip to Barcelona. I think I'm going to have to put this down because I have to go through a metal detector. Emily goes through the metal detector and asks for Janae. She shows up in the main office sporting a maroon Howard University sweatshirt and blue hair. Emily asks her about the flight. Remember, it was Janae's first time on a plane. I was so scared. I was gripping the side of my chair because I was like, what's going on? What's going on? But then after I got off the plane, I was just like, Wow, can I do it again? Can we get on the plane again? It was just fun. Janae, as you might expect, experienced a bit of culture shock in Barcelona. There were the streets. It was just like a scene out of a movie. It was so pretty. And the food. I wouldn't imagine eating french fries and eggs for dinner, but we did, and it was good. And just like Savion, the one experience Janae kept coming back to was a visit to a local school. It was a school for kids that were having trouble at home, children from three to five, I believe. And they were just the most adorable things you could ever meet. They were so active and so funny. You wouldn't even think that they have like bad things going on with their lives because they put up a, a smile on their face like, like every second. Janae says she'll never forget her trip to Barcelona. But the days passed like a blur. And when she returned to the U.S., her family was still homeless. Once I got back, I was like, wow, I have to go back to this place. Why am I here? I can't do anything. Why? What's going on? And you just, you don't want to be there. Just last month, Janae's family was able to find a home. But the trip to the Barcelona school made her want to help the kids still in that shelter. 
For her project, she's hoping to raise money to send them on trips abroad. And I also want them to see the world. I want them to see what I thought I wouldn't be able to see. And I can help homeless kids. I can help them, and they can they can do the things that I thought I wasn't going to do. Now that Janae has her passport, she can't wait to take off again. I want to go to London, and then I want to go to Asia, and then I want to go to... Um, India, and then I want to go to Africa. I want to go to a lot of places. I really want to explore the world. I want to go to Australia too. I really—that's the first thing. No, that's the first thing. I want to go to Australia. That story was produced by Ryan Katz, with reporting by Emily Hanford and help from Lila Cherniff. DC Public Schools says it hopes to raise three million dollars to send 500 kids abroad next summer. You can find a link to photos and videos of Janae Brookings and Savion Gales on their trips abroad at apmreports.org. While you're there, you can check out our archive of podcasts and documentaries about education. We'd also like to hear what you think about this podcast, what kinds of ideas it brought up for you. Contact information is at our website, apmreports.org. Or you can write us a review on iTunes. That will help other people find this podcast. We're on Facebook at APM Reports and on Twitter, where our handle is at Educate Podcast. Support for APM Reports comes from Lumina Foundation, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, and the Spencer Foundation. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM. APM.